0: This is NPR Illinois. I'm Michelle Eccles. A new proposal before Illinois lawmakers would allow terminally ill people to end their own lives with medication. WBEZ's Alex Degman has more.
1: It would let adults with six months to live or less get a prescription for medicine they can take without help from a medical professional. Kadeen Bennett is with the ACLU of Illinois. She says doctors would not be forced to prescribe it, but terminally ill people should have this option.
0: I understand that people are opposed to it, but this is a end-of-life option that nobody is forced to engage in if they don't want to. Either they don't have to take it if they don't want to, they don't have to provide this care if they don't want to.
1: Patients would also need to request the medicine three separate times, once in writing and twice orally over the course of five days. Illinois would be the 11th state to offer this if the measure passes. I'm Alex Degman.
0: Some of Lurie Children's Hospital's communications are back up two weeks into a cybersecurity issue. Kristen Schorsch reports.
1: On January 31st, after a criminal threat, Lurie shut down phones, email, its electronic medical record system, and the MyChart portal where families message with doctors. Today, a Lurie spokeswoman says email and the majority of phones have been restored. She says families should still reach providers through a call center set up during the outage. Lurie is the biggest children's hospital in Chicago the outage has had ripple effects. Many community pediatricians plugged into Lori's network can't bill or access patients' medical records either. And some are sending patients to other hospitals if they need urgent medical care. Kristen Schorsch, WBEC
0: News. In celebration of Black History Month, Illinois Comptroller Susanna Mendoza honored five downstate black leaders. Among them were Shamika Madison, who heads the Boys and Girls Club in Decatur, and Carbondale Mayor Carolyn Harvey. Honoree Ed Hightower is a former educator from Edwardsville, an NCAA basketball referee.
1: Let's celebrate Black History daily by striving for equality, justice, and opportunities for all, knowing that our actions will help shape the
0: world of tomorrow. Hightower also runs the Manny Jackson Center for Humanities Foundation in Edwardsville, which develops educational programs aimed at fostering respect for different races and cultural identities. Honorees were given a certificate from the Comptroller's Office. U.S. Senator Dick Durbin says the Senate did the right thing by passing additional aid for Ukraine. The $95 billion package also includes funds for Israel and Taiwan. It faces an uncertain future in the House.
1: Now the Speaker of the House has said that the Republicans there won't allow a vote on the issue. That's wrong. That's just plain wrong. Giving a victory to Vladimir Putin is not in the best interest of peace in this world.
0: Durbin made the comments Wednesday during a visit to Ottawa. President Biden and other lawmakers are urging the House of Representatives to take up the military aid package as soon as possible. It is 6.07. You are listening to NPR Illinois. It is 645. You're listening to Morning Edition on NPR Illinois. I'm Michelle Ockels, Executive Director from Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport. Mark Hanna joins us this morning and recently in the Aviation Pros, the Airport Business Project of the Year. Springfield's Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport recognized as having one of those projects. And Mark, talk to us about what how does, how does this come to be? How do they name this?
1: Uh, yes the uh, airport business uh, is a, a trade publication that many it's uh, it's maybe the gold standard it's a go-to magazine that a lot of aviation professionals airport executives actually look at um, and uh, in regard to what's happening in the business to get the pulse on what other airports are doing and it's particular about the business aspect as you can see the our, our project was selected amongst uh, other places such as Kansas City. The new terminal sustainability project was Springfield, um, facility rehabilitation competing against Boston. Boston uh, had a had an award in environmental and technology. Other airports received uh, awards or recognitions. And so what they looked for in our particular project was they see that there are a lot of airports that are leasing property to Developers that are developing solar farms and then simply, you know, having a relationship with a investor-owned utility. In our case, in Springfield's case, is very rare amongst many amongst airports in the United States. Is why they keyed in on our project. In that, our project did not just provide passive revenue in the form of a lease to the airport. We actually. Own the facility rather than leasing the ground to a developer who owns it and has a relationship with with the power company. We own the facility. We built the facility. We financed the facility, and then we're actually able to use the power to pass on to Standard Aero, a major tenant on the airport, a major uh, employer uh, in Springfield. and we're a- able to pass on an electric rate, a per kilowatt hour rate, less than what they're were, they were being charge the day before. So from day 1 we're able to provide a, a key employer, a key tenant a lesser power rate right on the airport and uh, into uh, the next 2 to 3 decades and that all comes with cash flows to the airport that are positive. So <clears throat> this was a nearly a decades long project wanting to make sure that uh, we're going green but also we maintain in the green, if you will. So it is a business project that we're able to capitalize on uh, some sustainability programs, some innovative financing, and certainly with a partner with Veragy and working with our friends down at CWLP, a little bit different situation with a municipal-owned power company. So there was a few hurdles and different things to tackle, and especially when we were building this right on the heels of COVID and and dealing with uh, some of the supply chain challenges with electrical components and such, so uh, they really keyed in on this project, seeing the the business value, the economic development value, the fact that Standard Arrow is renewing their commitment to Springfield, looking at uh, redevelopment of their existing facilities and potential expansion into the future.
0: And I would imagine with a project like this, this is something the airport does that also helps its financial bottom line. I mean, you don't always have all the service that you want to have out of the airport and all of the participation from the community to fly out, but this kind of keeps things alive at the airport.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. As I said, this, we, we will own the facility, the, um, the solar farm facility, it cash flows, uh, and it will be in the black. And, uh, again, helping the bottom line with our, our partner out there, but also as part of the project, two airport-owned facilities, so what we call the FISDO, the Flight Standards District Office Building that the airport owns. It's an FAA office. We also um, installed a rooftop solar uh, facility on that building and also um, our public safety building, our operations, uh, airport law enforcement, and our, and our airport rescue team that facility is also being powered by uh, one of three arrays that are part of this project. So in addition to helping the bottom line uh, with the larger part of the project, we're also saving quite a bit of money um, on, our, on our expense side on those other two facilities. So definitely we're looking at every way to, to um, maximize our revenue potential and all of our assets at the airport to keep costs down. Uh, for our tenants and also to kind of keep everything in check for the taxpayers in our district.
0: Now you have less than a minute left, but I know you also have other sustainability sustainability kind of projects planned as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. This is not the first one. Uh, some years back, we've done some major uh, renovations of the mechanical systems within the terminal. We have solar collector units that actually collect uh, solar heat to help heat uh, hot water in various parts of the airport terminal, and also we're looking at some EV charging stations, not just connecting to the electric grid, but actually looking at ways to utilize solar power uh, to, to uh, plug into those on the backside of those EV charging stations, and also looking at potential sites in the airfield that are not generating revenue where we could actually install some more solar uh, arrays um, to help uh, offset some of the electrical costs of the airfield.
0: Mark Hanna, Executive Director with Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport, thanks for joining us this morning.
1: Hey, thanks so much, Michelle. Appreciate it.